0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Unbroken Soul podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Joy, and my mission is to help dissolve the protected armor created from trauma. We all have trauma. I am a mom, wife, entrepreneur turned trauma survivor, light worker, speaker, and woman's soul coach. I live with passion and intensity and have found my life's purpose through my own healing journey. I have sat in the shadows, wept from the depths of my soul, rose from the ashes and danced alongside the Phoenix. My greatest wish is that this podcast offers you insights, real life stories and tools to help guide you back into a space of remembering your unbroken soul. Let's get started. Hi everyone. I am so excited to share with you today a conversation with my very dear soul sister, Shannon Miller. Shannon is a grief guide where she coaches people as they walk through the darkness of their grief and learn to live life after loss. She's an inspirational speaker, a best-selling author in the collaborative book, The Great Canadian Woman, She is strong and free and a mama to three amazing kids. She's a traumatic grief survivor after one of her children, Katie, was murdered in 2014. Shannon is a passionate believer in having real and raw conversations about everything that is grief and is the founder of Conversations with Shannon where she facilitates such conversations. And I am so honored and blessed to be sharing our conversation with you today. So welcome, Shannon. I'm so excited to finally let this happen. I know. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So Shannon and I met um, actually through our dear friend Krista, mm-hmm. through that connection, and the Uncommon Woman. Yes. And I immediately, before even meeting you, just felt this connection to you you have such a soft welcoming spirit yeah. and it was wonderful to be in your presence in calgary was that a year, just over a year ago now mm-hmm. 2018 october. october yeah, yeah. October. and um just seeing you up there and sharing your story was impactful to me as i cannot relate to your story i've never lost a child however the feelings were so connected and you're such a powerful and genuine speaker when you speak of your story and as you share it with others, because you allow them into your safe space, but you also keep it safe for others to hear your words and then to remind them that there's there's no shame behind any of this. Mm Oh, that's so beautiful thank you yeah thank yeah and I don't even know if you remember afterwards I, I I just had to come and see you and I know it was such um an impactful day for you so you were pretty overwhelmed you had your family there with you your son and your daughter and and just even just giving you a warm embrace and a hug I knew that our worlds would come together again yes I do remember that and you
1: know what I, I hugged so many people that morning or that afternoon and so many people were there and, and wanting to talk to me. But I definitely remember your hug because I asked Krista afterwards about you.
0: Aww. Yeah,
1: because same, like your energy was just so soothing and so calming and, well, I saw a light around you. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't share that often with people because, you know... <laughs>
0: Um, it's a That's a whole nother story. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing! I love how worlds collide when they're meant to be mm-hmm. there. And so I really would, I really want to just dive into your story today in the safest way that you feel comfortable. Um, knowing, and I remind my guests of this, I call upon the angels and any spirit guides that are called to join us. And so this space has been opened and anchored and created to know that you are supported in the guidance of your story today. So thank you for that. And just tell us a little bit about Shannon and and what brought you to this point in your life. Oh boy. Mm. <laughs>
1: well, thank you for that. And um, I do feel safe in speaking about it, especially with you. So I, I really do appreciate that. Okay. So me, I'm, come from a large family, always lots of people around, Uh, family was very important to me, always was. Then I moved to Calgary, and left everybody, moved with my husband at the time, and started having babies. And life was good. I mean, it's all I ever wanted to do was have babies. (laughs) And um, the marriage didn't work out. But I mean, I still have my babies. And that's good. And then in 2014, my middle child, my Katie, was at a house party, and she was murdered. And um, she was murdered along with four other young men. Wow. And that was kind of the end of that Shannon, I have to say. I don't know how else to describe it. Mm-hmm. I've said a lot of times that it shattered me. Yeah. And it did. I, re- I, I really felt like I died that day. Mm -hmm. It just, nothing was the same. Nothing would ever be the same again. Um, The whole world was just, it just stopped. Mm -hmm. And having to witness my other two children's pain you know, with what had happened. And then of course all the media surrounding it, it was quite, um, it was just in the media a lot. Right. And we were getting phone calls and you know, people taking our pictures and and even just general public like pointing and, and things like that. Mm. But that was it was a whole new world for us. Yeah. Having to go down to the police station, for example, I didn't even know where it was. I right. didn't know where the courthouse was. Like everything changed in our world. And um I was always pretty much an introvert person. So I just became more introverted, I think. But that was, again, was a safety thing, which I had never experienced anything like that. I, 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 w- I always saw the positive in everything. And you had to prove to me that there was a negative to see. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I was, you know, <laughs> panicking, just going to the grocery store or, you know, really doing anything. But um, the biggest, the hardest part that I found was, just how much i missed her yeah. like just every little thing and you don't realize mm-hmm. it's the little things you know and you hear that and people throw that around like anything right but um, it, it's true it really is the little things for some reason i found it easier to get over not get over that's not the right word but adjust I don't know, the bigger thing. I can't even think of anything now, but like not coming home. And Mm -hmm. she used to come come home. She didn't live at home anymore. Uh, She'd come into the house when I wasn't home and make popcorn and watch movies. Because that's (laughs) what we used to do. And she lived at home. So quite often I would come home and I would smell the popcorn and know that she was there. And and it was good. Mm -hmm. So, you know, knowing that that's never going to happen again. Not getting one of her... Christmas presents, because she gave the best Christmas presents,
0: <laughs> like,
1: literally the best Christmas presents. So it's the was a little definitely the little things and still is what I miss. So so there I was, you know, trying to just function, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and searching, searching for the right help to help me through this trauma that I didn't know I didn't even understand. Like I remember walking around just going, you know, like what do I do now? Mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Uh, like don't make me don't give me a question that I would have to find an answer to or so I couldn't even do that the simplest thing. What do you want for supper? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know. Yeah. So I needed that help and I knew I needed the guidance so I sought out numerous different um, counselors, therapists, that sort of thing and they just didn't work for me. I mean Mm -hmm. I'm sure they did their best or whatever and it works for lots and lots of people. I highly recommend it but it didn't work for me. Yeah. And then I found a more natural way to deal with my grief. Um, I found someone that kind of guided me that way and I thought you know what, when i'm i'm stronger that's what i want i need to throw that out there i need to be that that guide for these people that are in this darkness and just need that helping hand to mm-hmm. walk through it and so that kind of brought me to where I, wa- I am today um speaking is kind of i don't know it just makes my heart feel good yeah able to be up on stage and reach more people and and I know when I would meet somebody in my journey that had gone through something similar and was still standing, that meant all the difference to me. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, they're still standing. That means I can do it. I can do it one more day. I can stand. They're standing. So that's also part of the speaking for me is just showing people, you know, there's, there's a lot of sadness and trauma and hurt in the world, but you can still. Survived yes, but I want people more than to survive, and I want people when they see me up there don't i don 't necessarily want them to say, well, wow, she's so great, she survived. I mm-hmm. want them thinking, "Wow, she survived, I can too yes, but that's really what I want to give back is you can too,
0: yeah, yeah, and you're such a a pivotal voice because the it, trauma obviously, is something that happens unexpectedly. But your trauma was just elevated through the fact that it was such a violent act. And there was so many young people involved. Mm -hmm. And so, unfortunately, it's a rare, not unfortunately, fortunately it's rare, but at the same time, more and more as as media and social media grows and, and we can get exposure to more because the media focuses on these horrific stories, right. Right. there are others out there that have also experienced these types of losses in their lives. Mm-hmm. And I know before you've spoke and said, "Well, I don't say that Katie's passed, right?" Like right. this is very important to you. And her story is that Katie was murdered. Yes, yes. So it's important for the listeners to understand the difference in that. Mm -hmm. that the story takes a different turn for you. So on top of your grief, then there was so much other emotion happening Mm -hmm. for you. Was there, like, were you even able to differentiate between the two? I'm sure it was just so heavy. Like, where did you even start? Yeah,
1: no, there was no differentiation at all. I, I had such a struggle, and I'm not sure if this is, even part of it, but it just popped into my head, so I'm going to share with you. Yeah, <laughs> I had such a struggle being um, sad, like hurt and in pain, and mm-hmm. like so feeling so heavy that like taking a step from my kitchen to my kitchen table, like my stove to my kitchen table, mm-hmm. seems so daunting at times. But then the struggle was, what well, I'm, I'm the mom. Like I have these two other children who were young adults. I mean, and I knew those first few days they took care of me. Like they, they took care of me. I mean, I don't know what else to say about that. And I felt guilty about that. Like I knew logically in my head that I'm the mom all these years. And part of it probably was being a single mom, you know, was like, I need to take care of it. And I need to be strong and I need to, do all this so when the media kept phoning or coming to the door or like I should be protecting them yeah <laughs> so it was almost like I don't have time to grieve because I need to protect but then you know there was all the pre-trial stuff and then the trial stuff and then all the other stuff afterwards it's like well at some point you need to grieve like you can't just keep putting up these walls or strengths or whatever hmm and so that was really hard for me to balance.
0: Yeah. And yeah, I not Was sure. there a pivotal moment in that when you actually the grief just hit you and you were like I I just need to be in this?
1: Yes. Yes. It was <laughs> It was October 2014. So 6 months af- almost after she died, 5 months. Mhm. And <clears throat> That was one of, that was the first pivotal moment I had. Of course, there's been numerous ones on the journey, right? But that one was, I was lying in bed and I was crying for three hours. Every morning, crying for three hours just to get out of bed. And I was scared because I had to go back to work in November. And I remember thinking this particular morning, I just can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, I just can't do it anymore. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing it's just too hard, like all that kind of stuff. And it's not that I wanted to die. Like I didn't want to kill myself or anything. I just didn't want to have to do it anymore. The the pain and the hurt and sadness. Yes. And then just, I heard a voice and it wasn't Katie. It wasn't like God or anything, but just, I heard a voice and it said, but you have a choice. Mm. And I'm like, Hmm. No, I don't like, you know <laughs> this happened. I don't have a choice, but um of course, the choice was to either stay in the darkness or fight and and try and find some purpose and and light in my life again, right mm-hmm. And that uh, I realized instantly that it would both be hard it It's hard to stay in the darkness. It hurts, it's just as scary, it's painful people are just as judgy when you stay in the darkness as when you're fighting to live a happy life. So, but you know, I did want to live a happy life and I thought not necessarily that I owed it to Katie to do it, but why wouldn't she want me to be happy? Yeah. You know, why wouldn't she? Of course she would. Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, so that's what, that was the pivotal moment when I decided, you know, this grief, I realized would never leave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just like I, my love for her would, ne- would never leave. Neither is the grief. So I needed to learn how to live with it and yeah. have it. I mean, it's part of me. It's in my soul. It's in my cells. It's everywhere. Yeah. So how am I going to live with it and still be happy?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you just made that decision that day that that was obviously small steps, right? It doesn't, you can't yes. just move forward and be like okay here we go like i'm coming yeah, back. Yeah, you don't make the decision and suddenly everything's sunshine and roses as for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but but in
1: knowing that i'd made that decision in the dark times or the times where again i wanted just to give up and not not have to feel all these feelings, i would just remember well i still have a choice.
0: Yeah.
1: And in in choice you can choose like i could choose the darkness again if i wanted to. Absolutely. I don't know why I would want to, but it's still my choice. Because it's the only choice I have in this matter. You know, it's given me some type of control over the situation that was so out of my control. Ever, all of it was out of my control. Even yeah. the aftermath part, right? I We never got choice on how to. Well, whatever. We just haven't, never got any choices. So mm-hmm. this is my one choice. And yeah. just live, and there's so much goodness in the world. As sad and hard and horrific as Katie's death was, we did get an outpouring of love mm-hmm. from strangers, from family, from friends, from just the community in general. So, yeah,
0: absolutely,
1: it's good to see see the happy
0: when you can. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So just small steps, right, towards mm-hmm. a greater outcome, but recognizing that. There's going to be good days and there's going to be bad days, right? Yes. So what's and there's
1: con- no running away from those bad days. Mm-mm. There's just not. And I tried. Yeah. I tried really, really hard, but it they don't go away. And yeah. I I believe that they're toxic. So the longer that you hold on to them and stuff them down, and just don't acknowledge them, they just start literally eating you alive. I think. So yeah. at some point but it is baby steps. Like there's no rushing it. Mm -hmm. There's no rushing it. And it's also no wrong or right way to do it either. Right. That's a very important. If you love walking out in the forest and that brings you some peace and calm, do that. Mm -hmm. But other people might, you know, want to join a rock band or something and get all their stress and sadness out that way. (laughs) You know, like who cares? Do, do what you feel is right. Yeah, because we're all different. We all grieve differently. Yeah, that's a
0: beautiful permission to offer people. Right. And I think so often we have this idea that we could just go buy a book or go talk mm-hmm. to somebody or, you know, reach out to someone that's been through something similar, but understanding that we're all unique. And so what feels right for one is not going to feel comfortable for the other right. and and not to place judgment upon ourselves, because I think that's where the greatest judgment for myself anyway came from you know, and I would catch myself in moments of laughter and then just stifling it. Yes, the guilt. Yeah, how dare I? How yeah. Dare I be happy? Yeah. yeah. So That's when did you, I know you said you hired, I, was it a coach then that you decided to work with? That- well, honestly, he was a massage therapist, hmm. but
1: he incorporated Reiki and just all kinds of different things into it. Yeah. And we just ended up having a really nice beautiful connection, soul connection, yeah that um it eventually just turned to us just talking, beautiful. yeah, it was beautiful and completely unexpected. It was a friend of a friend, yeah, so yeah, but I think, so I'm going off topic a little bit, but just just to promote this type of thing though. Um, during the massage and he would be asking me questions, you know, about my sadness or, or my grief or my anger or my fears. And then, he, you know, do a, I don't know much about Reiki and I know you do. So, but the, he'd reach a point where it would just like the surge of energy, whether it was sadness, grief, fear, happiness, yeah. would come through. And then I'd be able to talk about that. And half the time it wasn't even about Katie and her dying. Like it, sometimes it was about stuff from my childhood and, mm-hmm. and but it just showed me that your whole life is interconnected, interweaved and yeah. what happened when I was five or whenever. Sure. I could be triggered because of, you know, my sadness with Katie or something like that. So it was completely unexpected, but this, yes, this, so this man came into my life, um, it was before the trial. So I guess a year after Katie died, Mm -hmm. I had given up going to therapist by then.
0: Yeah.
1: But I knew I still needed help because the trial was coming up and I just
0: didn't know what, didn't know what,
1: how I would get through that.
0: Yeah. So so it sounds to me without knowing him directly, but like we know that the body stores all of our emotions right and you and i understand that now because we've had to live that journey Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so he created a safe container for you to then enter into those areas and go oh there's so much fear here and like you said or sadness or grief and it doesn't all belong to katie Right, it belongs to a lifetime of whatever has we, we refer to it as trauma that has pulled us out of alignment in our mm-hmm. foundation and created this unstability or instability. And so, what a beautiful place for him to then offer you this space to be like, Well, Shannon, be in that, yes, you know, be in that experience, and, and how can you then allow? or surrender or be in that so that it can move. Because it's not meant to stay, right? We talk about feelings are not meant to stay. They're meant to be visitors and guests and then see you later, carry on. You know, I know I'll, I know, we'll see you again, but for now, <laughs> right. out the door you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. You know, and I never, I never thought about it that way, but he absolutely did provide that safe place for me to sit and feel. And part of that, I'm just thinking right now is, You know, like I was naked on the table, and he was massaging me. So even if I wanted to run away, right, I wouldn't have gotten (laughs) to run away, (laughs) right? Like you stay covered. (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) But you know what? Whether he thought that when he first started incorporating the different techniques that he uses or not, I have no idea. But. That is really beautiful. He totally did that.
0: Yeah. he. And there's um, not
1: a lot of places that you can do that. No. Complete safety.
0: No, and in fact, especially in a vulnerable state in your nudity, right, a lot of people then stifle even more. So they hold tighter and trap that emotion more intensely than if you were, you know, fully clothed and in a therapist's office. Right. Yes. But he had obviously with his Reiki and everything else that he offered to you. I'm guessing there's some somatics there too. It sounds to me like he had some training in that. Mm. Obviously a very intuitive and oh. compassionate being that was able to create that safe space for you to, mm-hmm. to start that journey into healing. And that is beautiful. I've never had this conversation with you before. And it just really fuels me to hear that, that mm-hmm. that was the gift that was brought to you because that's, That's the premise of the work that I bring clients and that you and I want others to know is that just be in that experience. You know, it's so safe to feel and we don't have to label it. I tell my clients this all the time. You know, we don't have to go, oh, this is from this incident and that's why I'm feeling that way. You know what? Let go of that. Let Mm -hmm. go of trying to understand where it's coming from. And yes, we would all assume that Everything that you're experiencing is related to Katie because that was pivotal in your life. But to then give the opportunity to go, wait, that was actually from childhood. Yeah. yeah. And it's still okay to feel that too. Mm-hmm. So that is, uh, yeah, that just fills my heart to know that you were given that opportunity to start because when we open that up, then we go, oh, wow. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and so then here I am today. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But was, that explains a lot why you are able to be so strong in the direction of where you're going and why you want to be that guiding light for others. Because mm-hmm. you were given permission. Yeah, it's very so, early on in my journey. Yeah. Yes. yeah, and I think that's what so many of us lacked. I know that's what I was lacking. Is I had friends to talk to. I went to talk therapy as well. It did not work for me at all, but it it took that opportunity to really be in that experience of like, Oh, I need to feel this. Damn it. All of that stuff I've been avoiding. Mm. That's where I need to go. Yeah.
1: But you know, I, I do believe that's what we're taught though. Mm-hmm. Just as a society in general that either go to a therapist to talk about it or not talk about it at all because it makes everybody else uncomfortable. Yeah. Then you're just left with it. And yeah. You know, so often I just tell people, if you're, th- if you're the supporter of somebody in grief or someone that's been through a, tra- a trauma, you don't have to say anything. Like, you literally have to say nothing. Mm-hmm. You can just go and sit beside them, maybe hold their hand, or just sit close to them. Yeah. And we'll talk if we want to talk, or we'll cry if we want to cry. You know, some of us will laugh uncon- <laughs> just yeah. because they're uncomfortable and don't know how- what else to do. Yeah, it's an but expression just, of emotion. Yeah, but just to allow them to do that. But you're their safe person. Mm-hmm. So feel honored if someone actually is opening up to you and, and sharing something. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to agree with it. Like, that's that's their feelings and their emotions. Yeah. But if you're that person in their world, that's their strength.
0: And Absolutely. glad. Yeah, I mean because the grief process is so complicated, right? Like mm-hmm. we we go through these huge waves of of deep sadness and then anger, like just rage, right? Like I'm done I'm being sad why did this happen to me? Like you just sift through all of this. And then, like you said, then all of a sudden this ridiculous laughter comes through and you're like, what the hell is wrong with me? (laughs) Yes, It's all an expression of like, the body is, is confused as well. It's like, we need to move this. And, and laughter can be just as healing as crying. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Right. Definitely. I love that you said
1: that about how the body's confused too. Cause I really felt that. Yeah. It's like with my focus, with my memory, with even my my coordination, my balance is still off. Like the, your whole body is affected, and grief isn't just about someone dying either. I mean, people grieve lots of different things, and just as much, they need to be honored as well, whatever that grief is. Mm-hmm. And I I don't really like when people compare griefs. No, which doesn't really make sense to me it's but this is my pain whatever your pain is is your pain like yeah but lots of people run away from lots of things because it hurts too much so I wish for everybody to have that safe place to be able to feel their feelings the work you do oh my god mm. such a safe place yeah. so really anybody listening <laughs> 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 Aww, Hello, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: but you know, it, it is important, but that is because that's where my journey started, too, right? Mm-hmm. And it, somebody held that space for me and allowed me to just cry. And so, the importance of that to be there for another, and I love how you said that, like, we don't have to talk. So often, we actually make it awkward or, you know, say the wrong things. Mm-hmm because we feel like we need to be speaking or we need to offer advice. Well, they don't want advice, you know? No. I they finally just... told a good friend of mine, I said, you can't fix this. Mm.
1: Like there's no fixing this. So it's, it's lovely that you, they want you to be happy again and they want this and that. But, you know, I also had to share with people like, I'm not going to go back to the way I was. Yeah. That That person just, doesn't exist anymore there's definitely a before and after yes. when you're grieving or experience a trauma and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with the person that was before it's just the experience has changed you I mean yeah. and, and of course it has any just like the birth of your child or yeah. like any happy thing sad things change you as well so yeah
0: And is there anything, like, as you're talking, I'm thinking just out of curiosity, can you share with us what what would be something that you recognize as so much different in the Shannon prior than in the Shannon that now lives life? Yeah. Um, I used to
1: care what everybody thought to Mm -hmm. an extreme. And um, it's not that I don't care anymore. Of course you care but doesn't stop me. Mm-hmm. And I really feel um, or follow my instincts, the energy pulls, that sort of thing. I sometimes fight them like hell, let's be of honest. But, <laughs> <laughs> but eventually follow them. Whereas before, you know, I kept all that kind of stuff to myself because people thought it was strange or something. Um, I just feel stronger. I know that is weird because I I quite often think of it because I really did feel shattered. And I remember telling my sister, like if I didn't have skin, my I would just be shattered all over the floor. Mm. So I envision it like I was, I've picked up all my pieces and one by one, I've glued it back together. But of course, it's never going to go back to the same way it was. No. So yes, there's still, I'm still Shannon. I'm still the daughter, sister, friend, you know, partner, mom, like all of that. Mm -hmm. But my insides, like what I feel is important. It's not that I won't talk about the weather, but I really don't care about the weather. I can look outside my window and I can see what the weather is. (laughs) If 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 the weather is affecting you, like it's a beautiful, sunshiny day and you're able to go out for a walk and, you know, you feel so much calmer and safer. I'll talk about that. Like mm-hmm. I love those kinds of conversations. So, and I, I never liked gossip, but I used to just not say anything. Right. Now I just walk away. Like I, I can't, I don't have time for that kind of stuff. And again, a lot of posts and a lot of social media about life is short, you know, do all the things you want to do and that sort of thing. Well, we know that like we've lived that we've experienced that it's true hmm. So do you want like sometimes I do want to just sit on the couch with my partner and eat popcorn and snuggle? Yeah, like that's great. Yeah, I don't have to be going 100 miles an hour all the time to experience everything. Mm hmm. So that's a beautiful realization as well. But I just feel like besides being a mom, which I I really believe that was my calling or whatever my purpose. (laughs) Um, I really feel like I'm doing what I should be doing now. Yeah. And whereas before I didn't
0: necessarily think that I just didn't know what else I should be doing. Mm -hmm, Because you were aware at a young age that you had a gift, but it was kind of stifled, right? It was just like, turn that off.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uncomfortable for everybody. Stop, stop that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so. right. And that so many that are listening will go, oh, you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's never too late to reconnect to that. No, no. Mm-hmm. So you were just talking about conversations and how important they are to you. So mm-hmm. tell us now, what mm-hmm. what is Shannon doing? Mm. <laughs> beautiful
1: well, intro. <laughs> well, I have conversations with Shannon, and that. I'm an inspirational speaker, and that is a beautiful thing. I love sharing up on stage, and it's not necessarily that I love sharing the darkness of my story, but the hope and the inspiration that I'm hoping that it will give to people. And um, everybody has a story, and it might not be like my story, but everybody has been through something if you've lived life. Yeah. Um, you re- you really have. So to be able to share and show people that, you know, one step at a time, sometimes it's two backwards and one forward, but eventually you'll get there. Mm-hmm. It just makes me feel so good. And, you know, I, oh, and I, <laughs> sometimes I forget that I co-authored a book.
0: Yeah, you did.
1: (laughs) I did. It just seems so surreal, right? Hmm. But yeah, so I have the book and I'm a grief guide and I just, I love helping people understand their grief. If that sounds weird, I'm sorry, but I do. I just feel that people need that permission. They need Mm -hmm. to know it's okay to feel all the feelings and it's not the five stages of grief. Don't keep pushing that on people. It's the every stages of grief at any moment of any time of the day. So Mm -hmm. I I feel like in my heart that that is something that people need is to just being allowed to feel whatever they're feeling and feel validated and heard and seen and comforted. Um, and then there might be a few other things on the way.
0: Yeah. Well, I just (laughs) as as you're talking, I'm thinking as. It, putting myself into someone's position that may be able to relate to your story, but watching you as this beautiful, shining light, you're such an inspiration and a warrior woman. Oh, thank you. And, but the, if they're still at the beginning of their journey and, and again, we don't talk timelines because it, I don't care how many years it's been. Mm-hmm. Somebody has not given you the permission that you were given early in your journey to actually feel and be in the expression of what you needed they can still be locked in that place. Oh my goodness. You know, they're witnessing you and and they're like, yeah, but she's strong and I'm not her and she, you know, and they're making all these excuses upon who you are versus who they are. Mm -hmm. How can you speak to that? Like,
1: Well, until you're ready to start your healing, you won't. So you could be 10, 20, 30 years into it. And I've had people come and ask me about their mother or their grandmother that's still grieving so hard after all these years.
0: Yes, and
1: to that is you need to be ready like you you need to this might sound just not good. You don't, you're not proving your love to them by staying in the darkness. Mm. You're not. Mm. So if that's what you're holding on to, or if that's the last part of your loved one that you have, so you're just clinging to it, you don't have to, you don't have to. So to that, I would say, if you're willing, reach out and get the help you need. And it might just be to talk to a friend or, or even if you're someone that knows somebody in grief. Mm-hmm. like it's okay to say here i heard this person talk or or i went to Amanda's workshop or whatever like give them to a friend told me about the person that first helped me yes. so forever grateful but i was also open and willing
0: mm-hmm. to
1: find and receive that help so i'd be curious had, right you didn't know what you were getting into you right about, yeah, no. yeah. No, Mm -hmm. she told me he was a massage therapist that she talked to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was. (laughs) And and my first thought was, I hate when my massage therapist talks while she's (laughs) me. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we do. (laughs) But but I was so desperate and so willing because Mm -hmm. I just couldn't. I couldn't stay where I was. It was so dark. Yeah. And I have my other kids, like, I just, mm-hmm. I go back to that a lot, but, and, and that's not to put any onus on them. It's no. absolutely not their responsibility. And, you know, like I dealt with my grief the way I dealt with it and all that, but I needed more of a reason than just me. You found a purpose. Yes. I a purpose. Uh-huh. And, you know, there's still my purpose, but yeah. I have more purpose now yeah so grasp onto whatever works for you if you know i probably cursed my dogs almost every morning for the mm-hmm. first year about having to get up and let them out and take them for a walk but thank god i had them yeah would have i gotten up out of bed outside i don't know but, sorry, I don't remember what your
0: question was. No, no, that's it. You're, you're, act, you're absolutely sharing just, you know, with, with someone in their own grief state and, and just locked in there and, and witnessing you and going, well, I'm not there. But that's exactly what you're sharing, right? Is, hmm. is find that purpose. And so there may be some people that lost their only child. Yes. But there is still a purpose in this lifetime for them. So whatever they choose, if there's a hobby or a career or a partner or themselves, you are enough. Right? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. That can be your purpose, and it's a life wasted if you choose to stay in that. That's darkness. right.
1: And you don't have to look at it this way, but it really helped me with, with, like I mentioned before, like of course Katie wants me to be happy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And whatever your, you know, like, why would your loved one want you to stay in the darkness and sadness and miserable and hurt and pain? Mm -hmm. so if that's what you need to cling on to to give yourself permission to move on then do that but again there's no judgment like use whatever you need to use yeah you know do you find it and you know what it's hard it's hard hard work yeah some days to find the reason to keep going Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and you know maybe some days you just need to crawl back into bed yeah. but the next day get up again and start all over again and they'll be light and welcome these people into your world mm-hmm. that you know that are good for you yeah. and sometimes you have to say goodbye to ones that aren't yes. because you're different you've changed and not everybody loves change and they mm-hmm. want that old person back So,
0: yeah you're unfamiliar and it's almost scary to some and they go I don't know who you are anymore and like you said well I'm not that person I don't know who I am Isn't that the truth Mm -hmm. that that is a journey in itself, Mm -hmm. just
1: really discovering because once you go through something like this, you almost want to just say, you know, screw it. I'm just, I'm going to just find what I want and leave the rest. Mm -hmm. Why, why not do that? What are you going to wait? What do you have to lose? Oh my God. If you can survive what you've survived, carry on,
0: like go try some shit out. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: right. There is still a gift in life, but it's it it takes a lot of internal work. We have to really, you know, as much as we can project that onto our children or whatever our purpose is, because that was mine for the longest Mm -hmm. time. Was, but there come a time where it was like actually it's about me. Mm -hmm. And if I can't fully heal the insides and my inner soul, I can't be of any service to the children or true anyone else in my life right so yeah of course your grandbaby needs you but yeah. he needs to be to who you are right mm-hmm. you're no good to him if you're just the shell of a human no and
1: you know you start faking it
0: mm-hmm. just to
1: get through or you're putting on masks or whatever people call it well you don't want to do that with your family mm-hmm. you need a place to put down that mask to be the real you because sometimes you do
0: yeah you know it's a <laughs> <laughs> Sully <laughs> He's been behind our video. You can't see him. But <laughs> <laughs> totally distracted by that. <laughs> oh my God. This is what happens when we can see oh, each other.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't remember <laughs> what
1: I was saying now. See their ground baby. Yeah. Oh me. yes. Yeah.
0: Don't be fake
1: around them. Oh my God. They can sense it. Yes. And you know, a lot of people can sense it. And haven't you earned the right just to be you like mm. just be you and the people that accept you. Great. The ones that
0: don't, well, you know, bless and release
1: because
0: yeah. beautiful bless and release. Mm. I love that. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. So moving forward, I know it, healing is still a journey. Yes. Right. Forever. So there's no, there's no end to it. Yep. So you're continuing to learn and grow and share and and move through that
1: mm-hmm.
0: wonderful you're such a shining light for so many that need you oh thank you
1: can uh, I just say one thing about yeah. that, about the healing thing so um I was actually just speaking to Amanda the other night about it but as as you do heal and you grow and you learn and you're going through your journey uh there are going to be times that you're going to be ripped open raw again because you've, I don't know, leveled up. I don't really like that expression, but you know what I mean. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's almost like you've healed a portion, so now a new layer is coming on. So um, having supportive people in your world is very important when you're going through that because sometimes you don't realize it and sometimes you can't give yourself permission to just stop and feel it. And the thing about stopping a feeling isn't necessarily five minutes. Like you don't just stop, mm-hmm. feel it, and then carry on. You know, th- this is a big one for me, and I can feel it, and I and I can sense the growth and all of that stuff that I'm going to be going through. So I need to allow it, and I need to allow myself the time to do it.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: for people who are on this healing journey or grief journey or whatever, um comes in waves like it's not it will be forever and sometimes you just need to take the time and it's shitty it's sh- shitty, so shitty. Yes. So
0: shitty. <laughs>
1: because you think oh my god I, you know i got through it this time i did it and mm-hmm. then and that's not to say to people like don't be ha- too happy because another layer is going to come i don't mean <laughs> to say that To me, I look at it as growth and strength and and power and conviction because I've healed that much more. Now I can take on the next step and just Mm -hmm. be able to reach more people because the more you feel, the more people you can reach.
0: Yeah, so true. So beautifully said. Yeah, and necessary. We need to understand that and everyone needs to understand that. I used to be so resentful when another layer would come. And it would just be like, "I've already dealt with this. Good Lord, how many more times do I have to revisit this?" But the beauty in that is that, as you mentioned it it's like the spiral, but we get a little further from the center every time we go around, and so even as we open up these raw wounds, they're a little it's a little gentler, yes, you know, yes. and if with the right tools and the right support, we can heal a little bit more and a little it heals faster, yes. You don't necessarily stay in that space for days and, and linger there. So, yeah.
1: And not that there's beauty in, in the pain and the rawness, but there's beauty afterwards. Like, I, I'm not sure how you feel when you experience it, but once I'm, I get past this, whatever this is, <laughs> like the, the light is brighter. Mm -hmm. I feel stronger. I feel happiness deeper. Like it's just a level up. It's so hard to explain to people. But it so I welcome it, even though I fear it. Yeah. But I know it will be okay because I've been through it already and I've been through the worst. So, you know, you just it's like a challenge almost.
0: Hi. Yeah. (laughs) In those moments of joy, like as you're speaking, I'm just feeling like are you able to feel the presence of Katie with you, you know, like Mm -hmm. and rather than resisting that, you know, at a time in our journeys, when we're healing, we catch ourselves in in this moment of happiness. And we're just like, I don't, I don't want to be there. There's guilt. Like we spoke about, but now are you able to be in this high elevated state of joy and happiness? And then go, Oh my Katie, I feel you.
1: Yes. (laughs) You know, funny enough, it happens so much in the car. Hmm. But a lot of my triggers, like bad triggers happened in the car too. the first year, like to the point where I would have to pull over or, or, or be fearful for the other drivers because I couldn't pull over if I was, you know, on a busy road that I wasn't able to pull over
0: mm-hmm. for
1: years. But now I, I experience the opposite, but I'm also, well, I'm not numb and in shock anymore, but like, I'll see the sun will shine on me and like, well, twinkle in my eye and then I'll see like purple reflections on my windshield or something and I know it's her I know it's her so then I start talking to her yeah and there's always a little bit of sadness because Mm -hmm. I know like it's her essence or her soul or her spirit that's talking with me as opposed to me being able to reach over and touch her hand Mm -hmm. or fix her hair or whatever like I used to do when I would, we would have these conversations, but she most definitely is still with me and I do welcome it now. The first few times it was like, I definitely resisted it. Mm -hmm. I was definitely mad Mm -hmm. and I didn't want it to happen because I wanted her.
0: Yes. And then,
1: you know, through healing and just, you know, realization that.
0: Yeah. And there comes a point right oh, where you good. almost get over that and you're like okay i guess i can't have her right so this is this is where i'm at now and i'm going to embrace this yeah. connection that i do have with her mm-hmm. and it's beautiful it's yeah. so beautiful yeah. so beautiful Ah. <laughs> thank you so much i love sharing space with you i really truly do you're yeah. such a blessing in my world so how can we find you when, you know, people listen to this and they're like, I need some more of this beautiful Shannon's light in my life. <laughs> how can we find you? How do they connect? And, and what, is, what is your focus right now in your business? Where, where you know, if we really wanted mm-hmm. to see you in action, right. what's happening for you?
1: Uh, well, right now I'm focusing on speaking in my business. I'm still doing, you know, I'm still open to the one-on-one connections um, and I'm doing little coffee meetups here and there just for people to kind of be able to get together and speak, but mostly speaking, like on stages um, and uh, podcast interviews. (laughs) I really love them and I feel like they reach a lot of people so, you know, I'm more than happy to, to share my story or any of my thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, conversations with Shannon, right? Not just grief with Shannon. Um, so, yes, I'm conversations with Shannon on all the social media stuff. And my website is conversations with Shannon. So, basically, plug in conversations with Shannon on everything. Um,
0: Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I no, Do you have a web page? You're in the works with a website. Uh, right? It's
1: up. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like three quarters done, but still enough there to check me out. And I do have a lot of my interviews and a few of my talks. And tell me about your book. Tell me about oh, them. yes. The Great Canadian Woman. She is Strong and Free. So there's 14 of us in the book. It's similar to like a chicken soup for the soul.
0: Ah, yeah
1: yeah so it's short stories uh we each did a paragraph not paragraph a little blurb about our story and it's all kind we're all canadian women all strong amazing inspirational i just love them all and everybody's story is different but the same you know we've all been through hell and back and um yeah it's an incredible book you can check it out on amazon and then there's, depending on where you are in Canada, because the authors are all over Canada. Right. So a lot of us are just selling it personally too. So if you want to reach out to me, I can certainly send you one. I have a lot of, lot of friends in Saskatchewan where I grew up. So I think the post office is getting sick of me mailing <laughs> <I laughs> to sell my friends, but I don't care. I love it. Uh, it's I love awesome. the support. Yeah, it's an incredible book.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Shannon. I love you so, so much. It's been an honor to share this time with you. Thanks, Amanda. Love you too, sister. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me on another sacred journey on the Unbroken Soul podcast. If this episode resonated with you, do a sister a favor and take a screenshot, tag me and share on your favorite social media platform. Also, your heartfelt words expressed in an iTunes review aid in boosting my ratings and allow other like-minded souls to find me. If you'd like to reach out to me, your messages are always welcome. DM me on Instagram at amanda.joy.77 and I look forward to visiting you on the next Unbroken Soul podcast. I am... Amanda Joy.